Get your daily dose of happy each morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on PRN. LOA Today is expanding to appear on PRN now five mornings per week, Monday through Friday. I'm Walt Thiessen, the host of LOA Today. The way you start your day sets the tone for the rest of the day, so start it happy. We explore the realm of positive psychology, the law of attraction, and the power of positive thinking. And we have a heck of a lot of fun in the process. You'll find yourself smiling. It's colder My eyes go thin as I get older Piece in pieces Bloody and bruised I feel so helpless and confused Cause I hear screaming on the left Yelling on the right I'm sitting in the middle trying to live my life Cause I can't stop the walk Welcome to Trisha and Evie's Focus on the Facts. Today we have a special show. Trisha and I have, uh, Patricia Negron and I are leaders in the movement to take down the global pedophile network. And um, we, ha- we have a rough time, especially here in the United States, because all of the elite that are involved in this pedophile network are, are politicians and CEOs and everything. So anyhow, when this um, Nexum sex cult uh, scandal broke open. I had said then that the elite were going to turn up being involved in this this sex cult, and they certainly are. And today, one of our guests is um, Ben Simkus, and he's going to tell us about when he attended a Nexum mixer recruitment party back in 2007, and he's going to tell us all of the elite that were present at that party. And then our second guest, another problem that Trish and I always talk about is we can't take these perverts down in the U.S. because they're politicians and the elite and they're so protected. And um, so we're so enraged lately at seeing all these politicians and, and everything that have been identified as perverts and rapists and everything else walking around like nothing happened and on pundits on news shows and everything, just like nothing happened. They're just walking around free. Well, our second guest today is going to be one of the women that... Uh, our former president, Bill Clinton, raped, and that is Juanita Broderick. And she's going to come on and tell us her story. And so I'll bring Trish on now, and then we'll bring Ben on, and we'll get the show going. Welcome, Trish. Hi, Evelyn. I'm so excited. I was listening to Ben's um, video about the party. Uh, I hadn't gotten through it, but I can't wait to talk to him. Wow, this really... The one thing that it makes me realize, Evelyn, is that you're, you know the skull and bones at Yale, right? Those are the men that are, they go into a coffin, they get sodomized, and then they can be blackmailed for the rest of their life. And the CIA has recruited from that group for decades, right? This right. is the female version of that. They were recruiting at Yale. This is, it, this is just, it ties it all together. It, it has come full circle. And this is incredible. I'm very excited. <laughs> sure. 
Well, let's bring Ben on, and he can tell us this this story. And then I have a few things to add after he, after he tells us his story. Welcome to the show, Ben. Hey, how's it going? You guys can hear me all right? Yep, I can hear you. I couldn't hear you real good, Trish. I can I can hear Ben, and I can hear you very faintly as well, Evelyn. So Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, Ben, uh, tell the listeners your story. Okay, my name is Ben Shemkis, and um, I'm going to tell you about the time I went to a party in back in 2007 in Hamden, Connecticut, in February, and it was essentially a Nexium uh, recruitment mixer. Uh, we call it a mixer because I guess uh, to call it a Nexium party, I guess, would be to, to undermine what they were all about because they. The host had told us that, you know, they threw these huge extravagant parties on, on islands like uh, uh, Richard Branson's Island, Necker Island, and uh, uh, they, they had all these other venues and, and that they were have, uh, uh, going, going forward with, uh, going on with. And uh, I, I went to this thing totally blind. I didn't, I, didn't know, I didn't know at all what Nexium was. Uh, the, only reason, the only reason I even remember this whole party was, was from watching this TV show, Smallville. And it just kind of jogged my memory. And, um, you know, thinking back, like, why would I watch this goofy show? And go, going into it, I, I just kind of uh, revealed uh, what it was. But, you know, when I'm looking at these pictures of Keith Rainier, I look at these pictures of Alice and Max, like, why do I know these people? And it was a familiarity that goes beyond just, you know, hey, I've seen these people in an article or something like that, and that's why I know them. It's like, no, I've actually, I feel like I've met these people before, you know? And right. so it just starts working and working, and I said, oh, yeah, that weird party that I went to back, you know, back when I was in college. And so it, there was an organic process to, to really getting this, uh, in, in this whole memory uh, to fall back into place. You know, it, it's just kind of like remembering a movie you saw a long time ago or something like that. Or, uh, you know, just an, a birthday party, say, like when you're turning 11 or 12. It it just, uh, it, it all kind of came back to me, and I just had this oh shit moment where I'm just like, wow, I can't believe I was in a room with all those people. But see, the, the crazy thing is, is at the time, all those people were irrelevant. You know, back in 2007, nobody knew who, who Uma Abedin was. Or, you know, it just didn't, didn't uh, seem very uh, relevant at the time. Right. So, um, well, I James Alephantis and Stormy Daniels, all these new names that you were hearing that are now, you know, front and center of all this corruption. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it's, it's, um, it's peculiar seeing, you know, being at a party and then seeing these, these potentially, you know, high-powered politicians. Uh, just working, working with these other people that are just kind of, you know, these floaty, kind of cultish, almost like a sorority machine uh, kind of essence. It was a strange thing to to see kind of working together. I, you know, and it, and it was hard to place like, where's the, where's the link here? Like, why are these guys all hanging out? Why are they doing this? And um, right. I mean, even even leaving the party, I kind of felt that they, they it just seemed like some kind of Scientology or some kind of uh, very cultish. New Age, um, a pyramid scheme, <laughs> essentially. Right. Well, t- well, well yeah. go on with the story and tell the people, tell them who you've seen there, because like Trish said, they're all there together back in 2007, and this is 
over 10 years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're so, all back there together uh, in 2007. Go ahead. So I'm kind of bouncing in and out from the, the there was a kind of a side deck that led out from uh, where the kitchen area, the kitchenette area was, because there's a kitchenette and then a little dining room area, and then next to that was a living room. And then right right in the living room, there was kind of like this communal apartment computer. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of bouncing in and out smoking cigarettes. And um, they had mentioned that there was going to be, you know, a special guest and that, you know, they had all the, the Nexium crew was coming through and how, you know, this, this woman from Smallville, because we had watched a couple of episodes of Smallville getting ready for the, for all the whole thing. And I, already I'm just like, what the hell is this party? So, um, you know, it was it, this little, little uh, it was actually a larger apartment that was off of uh, Skiff Street, but it was in this little complex. And um, who actually rented that apartment? Do you know? Maybe you don't know. I I have no idea who lived in it. Um, later, I was reading somebody who was uh, I think trying to corroborate my story, and she said that the the person's name was Jan. And uh, that that seems like something that that I kind of remember because I did talk to her for a second. I know in all rights and purposes I should remember the, who the host was, but I don't. <laughs> Um, but I was I was invited to a party from a friend of a friend, so you know I wasn't necessarily going there. I knew that there was, there was going to be a bunch of Yale kids there, and so um, I was like, well, you know, perhaps I could sell some weed or something like that. I don't know. So uh, I didn't really go there with with the intent on making any kind of lifetime friendships or anything like that. Right. Uh, so I'm there. I'm smoking on the back deck, and then. Um, uh, Stormy Daniels and and her um, her bodyguard, her, her bouncer bodyguard, whatever, came through uh, the, the slotted shades onto the back deck, and um, they had mentioned she was coming. They were like, "Oh, we have this adult film star coming. Her name is Stormy Daniels." And I said, "Oh, it's like a porn star," and they're like, "Don't call her that when she's here." Um, <laughs> yeah, but they they were specific about that, and. Um, so you know, I, I kind of went along with all, all like these the rules of the game that they had for this whole party because you know I don't think they had cameras or anything like that either. I think it was just supposed to be just you know this happening event and this women's empowerment kind of movement party. It was what they kept selling it as too. And um, well, they were probably secretly recording everything anyhow. I. <sighs> I wonder, you know, you never know. But this is also 2007. No. I'm trying to think of like the kind of technology they had, and that that was. I mean, I'm sure well, they, you know the, they could have had all the ca- uh, camera phones or the not camera phones, but computer phone uh, computer cameras on, because all those things probably had those little goofy uh, ca- uh, camera tops or whatever that they used to have. Well, but, the other thing about Nexium that has been exposed is that when members become part of this JNS program and get the cauterizing, that they have to submit compromising material. So they have to, they had to submit photographs and other things like, or write a, a testimony about something very, uh, very sensitive so that that material could then be used to blackmail them into compliance. So. That's probably what they had to do. Right, to join up, right. 
I'm sure yeah, that's yeah. probably a lot of the reason why you don't hear a lot of them speaking out at all. Because you don't, you don't really hear any any kind of neck. I, I can see we've heard like a couple of different people talk about their Nexium experiences, but either the rest of them are probably being held down and and nobody's trying to uh, hear about them because there is a lot of pushback with these things. There is a lot of people who don't want these things to get talked about. Well, that's the Bromsman sisters, the Seagram heiresses, finance. Nexium with $150 million, and that is in addition to an aggressive litigation campaign that it has um, waged against. There are a couple of people who are trying to blow the whistle, but they've been like suing the living daylights out of them, one of whom is a former PR person. He worked for them for about three months and then realized what they were doing and then blew the whistle. And then there's another woman who was a member, as well as um, Catherine Oxenberg. She's from Dallas, that show back in the 80s. Um, her daughter is a member of Nexium, and she's been trying to get her daughter out of that cult. And so that's, that's another way that it's gotten some attention. But uh, there are a lot of... There are a lot of people who who can't speak out because of the blackmail material. Right. Or they, you know, and I think a lot of them. I think a lot of them probably had to sign NDAs as well, and those are pretty binding contracts. Or right. Sure. Well, go ahead and tell us who came out on the. the this, this blew my so, mind when you described the the people who came out and you met yeah, one after so, the other. I'm on the I'm on the back deck smoking a cigarette. Stormy Daniels had come out, and she had said that she was nervous. I asked if she wanted to smoke any weed. She said no. It would uh, make her get all goofy, and her eyes would turn all puffy. And so I was like, okay. Well, uh, she ended up bumming a couple of cigarettes off me. So I, you know, I, I bummed some cigarettes. We smoked a couple of cigarettes, and uh, I was mainly I don't know. At the time, my thing was just. You know, uh, if I didn't really know anyone, I'd just be like pop off a, a, a bunch of jokes or something like that. So I think I was telling her a bunch of probably just really offensive jokes, I imagine. And then um, <laughs> the uh, uh, Allison Mack, who was already there, because um, she when she came in, she came in with Keith Rainier. And uh, they like he kind of sauntered around the room. He was really aloof in how he was. His gestures were very just kind of slow and and uh, magnanimous. And uh, Allison Mack, I, she just she didn't really. Uh, she, I, I wasn't very fascinated with her, and I don't think she liked me either. Um, but I remember she had kind of just like this uh, green uh, wool overcoat, and uh, underneath she had uh, some thigh highs. Kind of like a corset on, and kind of a mini skirt. It, she, um, she looked like a like a prison guard from a 1980s movie, <laughs> kind of. Um, and so she poked her head out of the out of the screen door. And she told um, Stormy Daniels that you know, hey, we're starting. And uh, she looked at me and the bodyguard, or the the bodyguard that was out there. I want to say his name was Kurt, but I think that might be wrong. So don't quote me on that. Okay. Um, he, uh, me and him were out on the deck, and so uh, Allison Matt closes the door. And she's like, looks at us. She's she's just like, yeah, this is this is the girls' only part. 
And then there was another boyfriend that was there. He must have been the boyfriend of one of the, the ladies who lived there, one of the Yale ladies. And so he came out, and uh, we're all just, uh, uh, you know, smoking cigarettes on the back deck while they did their thing. It was only about 15 minutes, maybe, uh, tops, maybe 12 minutes, of just waiting out there. But um, Allison Mack, you know, she's just like, all right, bitches, and they all kind of, like, got up on their their knees in the, on the, in the living room in a semicircle, and we're just kind of listening to Allison Mack do her thing for a while. I didn't know what she said. And Keith Rainier talks for a little bit, uh, maybe about three minutes. I don't know what he said either. Uh, and then I, the next time I looked in, Stormy Daniels was, was talking to the, to the ladies that were there. There's probably about 12, maybe 13, maybe about a baker's dozen of um, females that were uh, uh, there for the recruitment. Uh, and that was including the two females that I was there with. Um because I, I was invited through these girls. And actually, they, they kind of gave me some crap about it because uh, when I was there, they were like, you know, there's no men that are supposed to be here. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm, the, I'm, their, I'm their ride. So, you know, the, the reason that they're here is because I, I'm their ride here, which was a lie. I was not the ride. Uh, but oh. that was fine. It got me to stay at the party. Right. So now tell us about and then, the other people. Yeah. And so... Um, on and on, you know, going through it, uh, they do the thing, and then, you know, kind of the party starts. And, uh, you know, I'm kind of bouncing in and out from the deck, and more and more people are showing up to the party as, as this is happening. And um, one of the fellas that I identified talking to was um, James Alephantis. Yeah, James I remember Alephantis. because he, he had that he had a gap in his teeth right in the middle. And, you know, I was thinking about it today, and uh, I was trying to figure out, because he said he had flew in. And I, I tried to name the airport because there's only a couple of airports around there. There's like LaGuardia and JFK, and um, Field. I guess Newark, Newark Airport if you're a sadist. And then there's BIA, uh, Hart, uh, Hartford, Bradley International. And um, he he said he flew into Danbury Airport, which means he came in on a on a private airplane. Really? Yeah. Um, We've got the we, corn pig Stormy Daniels, and then James Elephantis of PizzaGate fame, and yeah, then we got more and, all, um, all together here. And then looking around the room, there was uh, there's a lady who was at the sink in the little kitchen that, and she was uh, kind of washing up glasses and and getting. Uh, Looked like she was going to make a bunch of drinks, uh, and that was Nancy Salzman. Okay, and Nancy and Salzman, um, wow. Nancy Salzman, she's she's one of the one of the head. One of the head ladies the uh, for, for next yeah. week. She was calling a lot of their shots for a second. She's been indicted, then, I believe. She, I don't, I don't really remember what we talked about. We just talked for a second. I introduced and I explained why I was there, and then she introduced me to the uh, the Bronfman sisters who were across the room, Claire and Sarah. And they were sitting on a couch. They had really no interest in me. I just figured that they were just kind of Yale liberal hippie girls that, you know, they just don't care. You know, they just really have, <laughs> they don't have the most receptive attitude towards men. Um, but I just thought they were just some dirty hippies. Uh, they were wearing, like, really, really oversized white T-shirts, just like Hanes white T-shirts, but they were, like, triple X men's white T-shirts that they were wearing. 
And uh, I also remember James Alphantis was wearing a white T-shirt, and Nancy Brown, uh, uh, Nancy Southman, excuse me, was uh, wearing a white T-shirt as well. Really? So is this yeah. kind of their uniform? <laughs> for these I don't know. You, I thought about it because you know, typically when you when you're dealing with um, like rites and ritual practices. You know, there's always that color white, that virginal, you know, like if it's a wedding or if it's, uh, it, the, the, uh, what is it, uh, just any any kind of um, re, re, you know, religious rites, especially with Catholics, there's a lot of color white, so I wonder about that. I don't know, I don't know what it was actually about, though. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm hanging out. Um, uh, and I, I see this guy coming to the the party. He comes in, he comes into the front door. He's, he's like this older man, and he comes across the room and introduces himself. And uh, he's like, "Hey, I'm, my name's Eric Schneiderman." And uh, he said something about he's, yeah he said something about being um, New York senator. And I was like, "Oh man, you're a senator." Oh he's like, "No, no, God. no, no. It's, uh, I'm a New, I'm a I'm a state senator. It's a whole different thing." And uh, <laughs> we we, wow. we talk. I I talked with this guy for a minute, and um, I actually I asked him to. Uh, it was like, hey, do you want to smoke any weed? And he's like, nah, I don't think my constituents would be happy with that. I mean, he, he was a gentleman. He was a nice guy, but I mean, that doesn't that doesn't say for much. I mean, and, um, he, no, but Chris, what yeah, did he? Chris, I, what did he go on to be that that it, that Snyderman? Schneiderman, Eric Schneiderman went on to be, uh, I believe, uh, the New York State AG. He was the uh, Attorney General. Yeah, just kicked out of office, wasn't yes. he? Chris? That's exactly right. I, c- I still can't hear you good, Chris. Maybe you could just talk louder, because I don't know what's wrong with the phone. I'm sorry. You yes, that's Trish. Trish. <laughs> sorry about that. It does, it, does sound, it does sound like you're trying to talk through, like, maybe a hurricane or something. I could hear, like, a lot of kind of static going on. Well, they they mess with they mess with my show anytime we have great guests, so this is not unexpected. But anyhow, I thought he just got kicked out of office for for having women as did he beat up and stuff. I think Schneiderman. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Appar- apparently, he was beating the crap out of women. And he was yes. Calling, saying all as kinds as of horrible yes. racial epithets at him. Yep. Yes, he did. Okay, so after Schneiderman, then then what came next? Um, one of the ladies that was there that I noticed, um, she just had kind of like weird dark. I just she just looked mystical. That's the best. That's the best descriptive word I can come up with to just describe her. She was this little tiny woman, um, and that she was introduced to me as Uma. As Uma, Uma Abedin. Uma, yeah, and. Um, when all of a sudden uh, this skinny guy comes to the room, he's got this thick Queens accent, and uh, he says his name's Anthony Anthony Weiner, and he he actually points out Uma, and he's like, "That's my wife, Uma," huh. and uh, he was he was referring to Uma Abedin. Right. Now well, we got the porn pig, we got Snyderman, we got Huma, we got Anthony Weiner. Alice yeah. and Matt, so they're all there together, all the way back in 2007, this is, people, so this is how so, long. 
Go ahead. Someone Chris. else you mentioned, Ben, was the bald guy and the clipboard and the fact that they were shown snuff films. That must have been Brian Porter, who the Bronxman sisters also financed to the tune of $30 million. And he was recently arrested for uh, for illegal human experience experiments using those snuff films. And they were real snuff films of people actually being raped and killed. Right. This well, is what we're dealing with. Uh, on, ahead, on the other yeah. side of that, though, the reason I didn't think that it was so weird, because <clears throat> people, you know, people said, oh, yeah, right. Like all these Yale girls are going to be sitting around watching uh, uh, snuff snuff films, and it's like, well, wait a minute. Right. You know, you, right. you're talking about Yale, first of all. I think you mentioned it before because you mentioned the skull and bones. And then you didn't even mention that Bill Clinton, that guy was in uh, the uh, scroll and key, which is that's all, right. that's all the smart dudes. And they're in that group. And then there's all kinds of groups. Hillary was in a group that was in, at Yale. As well as yes. she was in a secret society. I can't remember what they call those girls, though. They're, um, I, I'd have to look that up again. But there's a female secret society there as well. Yes. So that, that yes. place is like, I think there's about six or seven known about uh, secret societies in Yale alone. And, the, you know, well, the Skull and Bones is probably the most popular of them. Well, you know, it's I probably was, the I best was, known. Um, I mean, George I was, Bush, uh, both Bushes were in Skull and Bones. Oh, well, the Skull and Bones were our president for about tw- 20 years. And there was yeah. about 20 of the worst years in history, I think. Then I was reading an article today that said um, after you left that party that Elliot Spitzer also came to that party that you were at. And, you know, here's another thing about it is I think when I was leaving that party was when they were showing up, and I, I looked, and I was like, who the hell is this guy? And he was with this female that uh, had a, I, I'm pretty sure she had a fur coat on. And uh, they were just coming through as I was, as me and the, the two females that I was with were leaving. And mind you, when I was leaving, because, you know, we just doing our polite thing and just saying, hey, you know, um, you know, I think it was probably like just before midnight or whatever, maybe a little after midnight. And like, hey, we got to get out of here. And uh, we were nice enough. We were like, hey, you know, it's nice to meet you guys. We're going to get out of here. And uh, I remember Anthony Weiner. He's like, oh, wait, whoa, whoa. You know, he's like, hold on a sec. And he's like, hey, Uma. Um, did, did you, you know, she's like, she grabs a clipboard. He's like, did we get all the names of everyone at the party? She's around the room. And she starts taking down names. And so I, that's the funny thing, because I had emailed the, uh, the New York Department of Justice and um, tried to talk to them. I haven't been able to talk to them yet. But they, if they took all those Nexium files, that means that they have a file somewhere uh, in there for probably around February of 2007. And at the top of the list, it's going to be an Uma Abedin's handwriting, but it'll be... Um, uh, the attendance list from that party, my name's going to be at the top of it, Ben Shemkis, and then probably whatever information was on the uh, student ID card that I showed her, because she wanted to see an ID, and I was like, nah, I'm not going to show her my license. I don't even think I had one on me. Wow. But I just showed her the student ID. So there is, in her handwriting, there is a piece of paper that has my name on it somewhere. Wow. I don't know if so it got shredded or I don't know. 
I don't think that would be a high priority shred because honestly, like with the story that I'm, you know, with this whole thing, I'm, I'm saying that all these people were there. You know, I didn't see them actually doing anything weird. I didn't see anything illegal going on. <clears throat> right. As for like, you the know, fact after that these, they were all in the same room together around Nexium. I mean, it really, yeah, and that's, all these people that's even weirder eyes. because at that at that point of the party. Um, when, when all the, uh, when Anthony and Uma and Schneiderman and Salzman and the Bronfmans were all hanging out, that's when I didn't see any. I didn't see Keith anywhere. I didn't see Stormy Daniels anywhere, and I didn't see Allison Mack anywhere. So that whole part, like that whole third part of the whole deal, like after after the whole girls only part, like I didn't really see them again. They were off in the, the back bedroom somewhere. <clears throat> wow. Hmm. Well, this is, you know, Probably this is what... Probably cauterizing people. <laughs> right. Christian, that's I what I wonder. I'm, wonder, I'm wondering about that. And people are like, oh, well, how do you, you know, how do you get, how do you, you know, how does she not have it in all these pictures? And it's like, well, they have people that airbrush all those pictures. I mean, give me a break. When was the last time you watched a Johnny Depp movie and you saw Johnny Depp's tattoos in the movie? You know what I'm saying? They, they make the... They, brush that stuff out. Okay. Yeah. Sure. It's not hard to do. Right. Well, I'm I'm concerned about you, Ben. I, I really am. I talked to Ben yesterday, and, um, you know, you coming out with this, this story, you know, I mean, uh, it's just so horrible because everybody gets murdered nowadays, and nothing gets done about it. I mean, it happens in plain sight, and nothing gets well, done I'm, about it. I'm absolutely. I'm surprised that the, my story just didn't go right down the 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 toilet of the internet. It just didn't get junked from the beginning because people can be savages. But I think that people have watched the deposition that I made and they probably see like, hey, this guy's being genuine. I mean, unless he's absolutely out of his mind, which it's it's not the case. There is something that uh, the next the next step the next step in all this. <coughs> excuse me. It's gonna be. Um, uh, I'm gonna. I want to take a lie detect, uh, detector test uh, for all this, and uh, I think that there are some people that are trying to coordinate some sort of fund just to uh, cover the lie detector. Because at first I said, hey, you know, I'll pay for half of this lie detector, and then I have a couple people that are saying, no, don't even worry about that. We got some people who will cover it. So I just need to, because I'm in Washington State, I just need to find a, a legitimate. Um, lie detector service and uh, just someone that I can go through to or come through and I'm probably going to need maybe an ex like a witness or something like that just just on that and just someone I don't know or whatever that can come along and say hey yeah you did take this lie detector and that's going to be well, the sure, big everything is so corrupt you know that, right you, we have to make sure that you get an honest uh, person taking that lie detector test because they'll rig it well, the other thing, Ben, have you sworn a deposition? Have you sworn a, an affidavit? Not yet. No. I would, and I would skip the lie detector test, and I would swear an affidavit because that's like that legally ob that legal you're legally bound by that, and for you to go through the length of signing an an affidavit of a statement under penalties of perjury, then you're th that. Because you would end up having to do that anyway. Um, sure, in order sure. 
So I would skip the lie detector test for the first and for the reasons that Evelyn just said. You have, you know, you just never know. People will dispute it, and then the the, the argument will be about the lie detector test instead of the content of the lie detector test. So if you clear right. the affidavit, the the focus is squarely on that, and I would be happy to write about it too. I'd I'd love to, um, you know, see what we can do to help you help make sure you get uh, lots of attention. Um, for for what you have to offer in terms of um, your experience there. I appreciate that. Sure, and, you know, and I was just thinking, you know, I can put a, write an article and, and put it out, but you know what? These online newspapers, it, it's so bad that, that they probably wouldn't publish it. Well, we you could know, do I mean, it on Medium or that, Steam. Most Evelyn. of the newspapers we can, that we I publish with online so are we'll definitely, still totally um, Democrat. Work on so that. But still your that your, your story is incredible. Really, I can't even begin to tell you. <laughs> I don't know if you realize um, how how significant it is. Um, it's yeah, it's 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 a it's a, um, it's a it's trip. It's for sure. It really is. So I, I very much appreciate the chance to talk to you. Oh, so do I. I I really do appreciate that that you agreed to come on it. We had a hard time hooking up on on um, YouTube when I left you messages, and I'd go back, and they wouldn't be there, and it was so bizarre. There's a little bit of trickery that's going on the internet right now that I noticed, and like oh, I absolutely. said, there's been a lot of pushback. Where so there was because I did approach a lot of different people. And there were some people that were around here that actually did contact me. There were some truthers in, in the in the um, citizen journalist community that contacted me back. And the, all I got from them was pushback. Uh, really? It was it was it was just bullcrap. Really, I thought I, and I I tried to call some of them out. I actually called them out on Twitter, and uh, they they tried to you know one of them tried to call me a shill even. And I was like, no, you know I'm not a oh, shill. Oh, they just Yes. I went to I mean, a party. I'm just trying to tell this story, and he's just like, "Well, I've already covered it." And I'm like, "Well, you haven't covered anything, you know. I'm sticking my neck out here, really, I'm using my real name, doing this." Right. Um, so, I, you know, I don't know what what all the waiting around is, and he, they just basically just stopped talking to me. So, it's just like well, that. these. I mean, this the whole this, this clearly based on the research, you know, that I've seen. Um, this was a sort of extension of the MK Ultra program to, um, and they were using preschools. I don't know if you're aware of that piece of the puzzle, but they had a preschool program in a half a dozen or more countries. Many of the centers have been shut down or under investigation for child sex trafficking. They were grooming these children and um, they were conditioning them for like these psychopathic kind of lives where they would be assassins and sex slaves, and uh, it, it's just incredible. I mean, I know that sounds li- absurd, but there's documentation of what was going on in police reports attesting to that kind of stuff. So, and and the guy, the publicist that I mentioned, who realized what was going on, um, also came forward about this. So. It's well documented, but getting anybody to write about it is extremely difficult. But the good news is that, you know, the truther community is so much bigger than Twitter and Facebook, 
And people, you know, so many of us have been barred from Twitter permanently now that we're all, you know, setting up our parallel system. And there are a lot more of us than than people realize. And the other thing you should know is that, you know, the Pentagon has a PowerPoint presentation that they use for doing online smear campaigns. And, you know, so you should fully expect to feel the full weight of that given what you what you know and um, can, are telling us, but uh, you should also know that that's only a tiny piece of the puzzle and that's a paid piece of the puzzle and there's a much bigger one that will support you that's out there and um, you just have to keep reminding yourself of that because you will get attacked. Oh, absolutely. Yes, and we will support you a thousand percent. Yes. Well, I appreciate that. Absolutely. I don't know if um if Juanita is um I I asked them if they could let me know when Juanita called in. Juanita Broadwick is supposed to come on the show. One of the many women that Bill Clinton has raped, that uh, and gotten away with. And this is just so out of hand that we have got to take these perverts and pedophiles down, and we can't do it. You know, because uh, the, uh, I, I, I had read a, a little bit about Juanita Broderick, and that whole story just blows my mind. This yep. poor woman, and, and then what the pushback that through. she's actually gotten from people is just absolutely incredible. It's yep. astounding. Well, and you know, one of the things that this whole Harvey Weinstein, um, char- these charges against him have revealed, is that he uses the same. Um, uh, firm. It's called Black Cube. And what they do is uh, harass and threaten women who dare speak out against these very powerful men and women. And this, these were the same kind of people. And David Brock, um, who was married to James Alephantis, <laughs> was the one who you know, went after Juanita Broderick and um, the other women who came out and accused Bill Clinton. So it, it's amazing how tiny that little circle is. And I, I, can't, I have to say, I don't know Juanita Broderick, but I cannot begin to imagine what she's been put through. I really can't. Great. Hold on to the show. You two go on with the show. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call up and see if, if she's, if Juanita's there. Okay. You guys go on with the show. Okay. Oh, you got it. So, did um, your girlfriend, did your girlfriend uh, tell you, or the, your date that night, tell you anything about the films or anything else like that went on behind when it was like the girls only stuff? Okay. So, how that how that broke down is after uh, after Allison Mack and Keith and uh, Stormy Daniels. After they were done with their whole speeches, it seemed like they broke down into groups. And the way that I discerned it was uh, there was a computer that was in the living room. There was a a couple of computers, I think, that were in the the back bedrooms, like maybe one in the the main back bedroom. And then there was another kind of bedroom that was across from the bathroom. Uh, I think two, two roommates lived in, like they shared a room, I believe. And uh, there was a couple of computers in there, and so they all the, uh, tw- the about I want to say like there was about fourteen, thirteen or fourteen girls there, 
or females there. And this is, you know, girls that were mainly from Yale. The two girls that I was with were from Southern Connecticut State University. And then uh, I think there might have been some females from UNH uh, University in New Haven that were there. And uh, they broke off into groups, and they were each on a computer console. So I think the videos were only like maybe a couple minutes long so it was just like a couple minutes long of each of them sitting at the computer and uh the guy with the the bald guy with the clipboard was walking around watching them kind of uh, he was studying their their reactions and um i had talked to my girlfriend at the time and when we had gotten back to the dorm rooms that i was staying at um we talked for a second about what was on the video and uh her friend as well because she hung out for a second with us and um i'm back they now. said um Juanita didn't call in and you know what trish you know this that you know they mess with this show all the time all the time and so i don't know you know i know she was going to call in you know and um i feel really bad i'm sure that they messed it up somehow that she probably tried to call in and they messed it up somehow that, um, well, how, you mentioned the other day about how someone uh, tried to ru- run you over. Oh, yeah. On, I think it was April 18th. Yep, ran right into my car on purpose. Tried to murder me. And, you know, I was telling you, I don't go out of my house. I, I sneak out to go to the grocery store every now and then. And this was one of them times. It was just four blocks from my house. And I told the woman that she tried to murder me, and I told the insurance company that she tried to murder me. And... uh they didn't really dispute it, and they settled the insurance claim right off the bat to get rid of me, to shut me up. Wow. But um, that's why I'm worried about you. I'm worried about anybody uh, that comes out. He, he, he was because anybody that comes close to taking down this pedophile network, they try to murder. You know, anybody that gets close to this. Yeah. Yeah. So well, it's scary. But anyhow, Juanita, um, well, you know, this was, was all the way the back, I'll tell a story. It was all the way back in 1978 when uh, Bill Clinton was attorney general. Um, when he raped her, he, um, she let him come up to her hotel room. She was she was at a convention. She ran a nursing home um, operation. And she was at a convention for that nursing home, and Bill Clinton was attorney general. And um, her and her husband had supported Bill, Bill and Hillary, you know, in, in their campaigning for things over the years. And he he asked to come up, and she let him up, and then she felt so guilty because she let him in the room, and he and he raped her. And what he did was um, bite her lip real hard, and subdued her on the bed, and raped her, and tore her pantyhose off, and raped her. And then the bad part was when he goes to leave, he turns around at the door, and she's laying on the bed, just raped and everything. And he puts on his sunglasses. She said, and he turns around and told her, "You better put some ice on that." meaning about her lip, and walks out the door. And uh, and she kept He's quiet so about it. She said she felt so guilty because she He's shouldn't have let him up in her room to begin with. But she never all of it. thought something he, like that would happen. Did you hear that quote that he, I mean, he said? I mean, uh, You know, he guesses that um, it's time to change as far as what you can do to someone against their will. I, I can't hear you what? again, Trish. I'm sorry. I don't know why that is. Uh, well, hopefully you'll be able to reschedule with her. But but anyhow, I was listening to um, Juanita's um, interview from back, well, I think it was 1999 or something this morning, 
And it's just terrible, because what is going on? All these politicians are involved in this filth, and we can't take them down because the mainstream media won't cover it, and they just keep covering this stuff up. I mean, Bill Clinton, uh, I mean, how many women did he sexually assault? I'm sure we have no idea. Unbelievable, and he gets away with this. And the whole time that Hillary was running for president, it's bad enough that she is running that pedophile network, rat lines around the world. That's bad enough. But then her husband, the serial rapist, and she's, she's out there in the media, just lets her go, doesn't bring any of this stuff up. And it's so sickening. Well, did you see, though, she was in Dublin, Evelyn, and receiving an honorary did I see what, Trish? Trinity? And she was met with protesters about the Clinton body count and other stuff. So she's, she's not being received she's, I can't warmly hear you, around the world. <laughs> Terrible. I don't know why. So, well, yeah, I mean, news. lately now, I mean, I think it's great that people are confronting them out in public. You know, Bill oh, and uh, Joe Biden is another one. The way they keep parading him out here. And, I mean, there's no way that the people don't know that he is a serial child molester. I mean, doing it on public TV on, on uh, what is that channel? C-SPAN and then ceremonies when they're swearing in the senators. I think this is a ritual in the Senate. I really do. I think that they, them parents agree to let him fondle their children right there on public TV for the whole world to see. I mean, there's no way you can miss this. And then parents stand there and do nothing. Except the one time, Jeff Sessions, when, when Biden came down by his little granddaughter, it was great because Sessions pushed his hand away when he went to put his hand on his little probably toddler granddaughter, yeah, probably only like three years old. <laughs> he he like to put his hand on her shoulder away. and Biden, I mean, <laughs> Sessions pushes his hand away. And they keep parading this pedophile out on, as a pundit on TV like he's going to be running for president in 2020. They think for one minute that they're going to put that pedophile in office. We are done having pedophiles run this country. I'm with you. And I'm so sick of so looking at it. did you learn anything, Ben, from uh, your girlfriend about the um, snuff films or anything? Um, that's so. They 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 split up. I think they were uh, in, in groups. Uh, and they had split up from the group, and they were watching uh, these videos, probably about two minute long videos, each of them. And then the, the bald guy with the clipboard reacted to them, and then would, um, they'd go to the next girl, and the, the person would watch the videos. And uh, from what my girlfriend at the time and her friend had uh, explained, I mean, there were just these different snuff videos, which at the time, I mean, this was this was 2007, if you think about it, uh, there were still sites on the internet like Ogreish and Gorgasm, and there, you know, these websites that you'd go to that were almost... Um, Almost kind of like deep web, uh, uh, and they would have snuff films, and you know, people people getting drawn and quartered, or people getting their heads cut off, or something like that. Uh, but they would have these things right online, so you know, saying like, "Oh, they were watching snuff snuff films." I mean, it wasn't really; it didn't well, seem like that crazy yeah, no, of a I, thing yeah, to me. I, think a, I don't think anybody expected that. I mean, that's what we learned. This Dr. Brian Porter was showing them to women um, unwittingly. They had no idea that that's what they were about to see. And then this one particular woman uh, 
was violently ill after watching it and traumatized, and that's how she went to the police. And so I would suspect that that, you know, I don't think the women going in there had any idea. I don't, I think that was the whole point. See, I can't hear Trisha at all. Ben, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm right here. Yeah, can you hear me, Ben? I can hear, I can hear Trish. Can you hear me then? I just can't. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, but, but yeah, um, they watch these videos. The way the videos were described to me, because uh, my girlfriend at the time, you know, she's like, uh, you know, there was this this scene and then there was this scene. And uh, she basically said that they looked fake. But then, you know what? <laughs> me and her used to watch a lot of uh, really ridiculous horror films and stuff like that. So... I don't know, that stuff all, just after a while, it just all looks kind of fake, I guess. Uh, well, who would think that you'd be shown an actual snuff film, too? I mean, I would I don't think I would believe what I was seeing, honestly. Well, sure, especially you're at this, power, you're at this uh, women's empowerment yes. party. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> empowerment party, yeah. I... I know I wouldn't. I would very much doubt my, you know, my eyes, and and I, I, I'm sure I would have had the same reaction. But that's incredible. And so, uh, so was there, did was there any mention of the tattooing, or or did she um, miss? Did, was that at a different point, maybe in the process or something? No, no, no tattoo talk or anything like that. No branding talk. <clears throat> um, yeah. And what was, when she left there, what? How was it? How did the host or out? You know, those guys from Nexium leave it with the people at the end of the party. Like, were they supposed to show up for something else, or were they going to be contacted, or how did that mm-hmm. work? I have really no idea. Um, okay. I figured um, they had the attendance list. I mean, imagine the the way that that group seemed to operate because they they operated it rather almost uh, uh, almost they were almost like like club ninjas really because you know I remember uh, even going up to Vancouver, British Columbia, and uh, going going to different party spots and clubs. And uh, you'd see down like alleyways, just stacks of cards that would say just Nexium on these black cards with yellow writing that would say Nexium. You'd see them, you know, tucked into the cubbies or like bathrooms or in the molding of the club or by the DJ booth or at the bar or under the bar, like just anywhere you'd see these cards and they'd just say Nexium. But there was no contact info or anything like that. It was just N X I V M in yellow writing on a card. So they definitely would make their presence known. So I imagine if they're selecting people for, you know, recruitment, they'd probably have some really, you know, kind of snazzy, cool way to do it or something. I'm sure it's not just like some letter of acceptance or something like that. Right, right. So this was a big thing up in Canada? Nexum cult big thing up in Canada? Apparently so. It's New York, Vancouver, British Columbia, and uh, Austin, Texas are their main locations, from what I can discern. 
Didn't it start out in Arkansas to begin with? Pardon? Didn't it start out in Arkansas to begin with, down there by the Clintons? That, that I don't know. That was the original the, um, pyramid scheme that he did, the book, the Buyer's Club or something. It was something else, I think. So Rainier's, um, he he had a... Um, um, a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, it was a pyramid marketing marketing scam. Yeah. 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 I think but that's now, what was... People need uh, to know. This is how serious Arkansas. this is. I mean, the, the I, mainstream I feel, media hardly sure covers this at all. Hand. But isn't Rainier, isn't he... he isn't he in, he's not even allowed out on bail, Rainier. That's how bad this is. And the same thing with that Allison Mack. Isn't she out on $5 million bond? Yes. And then when they That's when right. they talk about mainstream media, they leave out they'll say trafficking, or tra- but they leave out the child sex trafficking. That that's what's in the indictment. That they're arrested. It yeah. does. They, they keep a tight lip on that. Yeah, they, they sure leave do. out the child sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. And this and is what they keep a tight lip on that stuff. Anyways, do you realize that it used to, what was it? It used to be a conspiracy to even talk about stuff like that. If if you talked about the Catholic Church molesting kids. You know, 10, 10, 15 years ago, people would have thought you were crazy. They would have said, you're absolutely nuts. There's no way that there's priests that are molesting kids. But now we find out that not only were they doing it, but it was this this rampant, uh, uh, epic, you know, just just endless list of priests that have just been shifted around and never have received any kind of jail time or anything like that. Well, no, but the um, Pope, the Pope just avoided arrest on the 21st because Marshall from from that he's been found guilty in the US of child trafficking, a, child murder, everything else by this international court that was set up by um, with Kevin Annette, and I've had him on the show, and they were going to arrest uh, the Pope on the uh, 21st, but uh, but the local police and stuff stopped them, and in fact arrested the, these marshals that were going to arrest the Pope and jailed them. But this is another thing. They've all been found guilty of this, the Queen of England and everything, by this international court of this child trafficking and, and this pedophilia and, and having hunting parties where they hunt down these kids and, and shoot them, and make them strip naked and hunt them down. Jimmy, and, Jimmy Savile. Well, yeah, he was yes. involved in it too, but he croaked. But, but they can't arrest these people now. There's warrants out for the Queen. There's warrants out for the Pope and a bunch of other people, and a bunch of CEOs, everything that were involved in this, and we can't get them. Yes. Well, the CEO of the New York Times was the chief at BBC who covered up decades of that satanic rape and um, ritual sacrifice of children uh, at the BBC, and he's now at the New York Times. And the woman who exposed him, the BBC reporter who exposed Mark Thompson for covering up all of that abuse, was turned up dead last year, right over the summer. That's what happens all the time. And and I I really want to thank you, um, Ben, for coming on the show. And and like I said, I'm very very concerned for you. And we stand behind you. Doesn't percent, and, and you know anybody comes and harasses you. You have my phone number, you have my email, and Trish, get a hold of us. You know we will stand behind you, 100%. And I, I'm so 
happy that you came on and told your story because this has to get out. We have got to stop this. These perverts running our government. We have got to stop this. Yeah, it's it's really beyond belief. I mean, for anyone who's just starting to research, right, right, and you are so brave to come out and tell the story that we everybody needs to hear, because we have to show where these people are all involved in this. Well, I appreciate that very much, Evelyn. We appreciate so much for for you doing this, and it's such bravery, bravery. but I will pray for you every day. Many, many blessings and love to you, Ben. That uh, we need people like you so much to help us with this. Because we have got to stop this. We have got to stop having our government run by pedophiles. You ben, know, let us know, like as you move forward, what Go ahead, uh, you know what you're going to do. Certainly, I will. I'll, I'll give you guys some updates. Yes. Uh, as things are coming to me, like I said, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this uh, lie detector test, and and you know a lot of a lot of people say, well, you know, that's just a lie detector test, whatever. But that is also, you know, about 85 percent accuracy. So I mean, it is it's a little bit of something, you know, something that people yeah, say, hey, you know, this guy's not trying to bullshit anyone. Right. 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 You get an honest lie detector person, and that would be wonderful. Wonderful. But it's so scary now because, we I mean, this is a battle of our lifetime. We are fighting against Satanists here. And I, well, the I other thing to be lifetime. aware of, too, Ben, is that, um, you know, there are a lot of people out there who, you know, they'll, they'll find out what they can from you and then sabotage you. So, too, be careful of that. I don't mean to, like, scare you or anything, but... Um, you know. I've, I've taken preparations in case of that, and I, I understand that there's a, there's a lot of uh, Nexium, just Nexium people. There's people involved with Nexium. There's probably high-powered politicians. There's Very probably uh, yeah. Hillary Clinton supporters. There's probably people who don't like Trump and would assume that this is this is some kind of uh, Trump move. Or you know, I've been called MK Ultra. I've been called CIA. <laughs> Uh, just about anything you could imagine. So, well, you well, are keep us posted, Ben. Thank you so and much. Me and Trish will stand behind you 100. percent So, okay, people. Well, this has been a great show, and I sure learned a lot from the hero Ben. And so, we will see you next week, people. Goodbye. Peace in pieces, bloody and bruised. I feel so helpless and. Screaming on the left, yelling on the right I'm sitting in the middle trying to live my life Cause I can't stop the walk The shelter homeless feed the poor I can't walk on water I can't save your sons and daughters Salvation